Yes, hola, hola. Hola, eh, uh, bienvenido a Danger Misinformation. Me llamo eh, Rodney, Mr. Rodney. Uh, ¿Cómo está mi, mi ese? Eh, Cola mi uh, flaco de ima, my poca. That was pretty good Spanish, huh? And I'm not going to translate it for anybody that doesn't speak Spanish. For all you uncultured swine who do not habla español, you'll never know uh, what I just said, so be more cultured. Uh, but for you white trash, welcome to Dangerous Misinformation. This is the only podcast in the world where we love everybody, we make fun of everything. It is the number one source for dangerous misinformation, unpopular opinions, and uncomfortable truths. Uh, every day I bring you 20 minutes of being based. And yes, my name is Rodney Smith. You can find me on all social media at some sort of Lord Petty with some sort of underscores because I've had so many social media accounts nuked because why not? Because that's what happens when you spread distance, dangerous misinformation. That's what happens when you come out and say, you know what? There is a slight chance that there's less than 72 genders. Um, you roll the dice. I'm fresh off the boat, a.k.a. the uh, plane, the airplane from Mexico. Uh, there was no episode yesterday because it took me like 14 hours to get home because I don't ever have a layover in Mexico. I tell you that much because Mexico is a different world, my friend. The Mexicans, they don't give a finuck. And one thing I really don't understand about Mexico is how such hardworking people live in such a perceivingly kind of just decrepit country. What's going on there? I don't understand. And I mean that respectfully because I love Mexico. I love the Mexican people. Um, yeah, I just don't understand. You know, when you're flying into Mexico City, you just see the squalor everywhere and you hear about the crime and it's kind of crazy to me. It's kind of crazy to me that uh, with the Mexican people being the way they are, you know, you can put two Mexican dudes on a roof and that bitch will be, all the shingles will be off it within 20 minutes. And for some reason there, the country just looks like third world country in a lot of places. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I can't explain it. I'm sure it goes beyond me like many things, but as you can tell, I'm burnt up in the face. If you're not watching this episode, uh, you can't see my burnt face and you're listening in a podcast app and respect to you. And if you are listening to a podcast app, please leave a rating and a review in there as well. And tell a friend about the podcast, okay? Do that. Uh, but yeah, I had a great time. I was down there for my friend Gio and Alex's wedding. Got to see some of the homies, meet some new friends, and just have a wonderful, marvelous old time. Um, I was drinking with some... I was drinking with some black girls on my way down there here at the San Antonio airport, fucking Quan uh, and Milan. Shout out Quan and Milan. And they were cool as fuck. And we just got hammered. I met them. They were coming back from, they didn't realize, they were from Florida. They didn't realize how far Houston was from San Antonio. And they must have flown into San Antonio just because it was cheaper or something like that. And they were up all night at the club. 
And uh, they taught me some cool new language. They told me that the cool kids, when they're talking about getting laid, they say, get crack. Because they're like, oh, where are you going? I say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to Cancun. They're like, oh, just by yourself. You ain't bring no pussy. And I laugh like, nope, I didn't. I like to travel by myself and meet the pussy. I don't like escorting the pussy. I like encountering the pussy because then once you and the putty have conjured, did I say pussy? Once you and the pussy have conjured, then the pussy can go about its own way and find new meanings. And then I can distance myself and find my own meanings. And then know, uh, you know, when you're, when you're, escorting the pussy when you're when you're moving through time and space with the pussy you're kind of interlocked with the pussy and you absorb different costs and responsibilities and stuff like that and the pussy tends to be a little uh unpredictable too you never know like the things surrounding the pussy might kind of start acting certain ways which are unpredictable so if you can if life allows you and you can enjoy you know the downsides to it uh meeting the pussy is better than uh, traveling with the pussy. But anyway, so I told them, no, I'm not traveling with the pussy. And the pussy was their words. That's what they said. It wasn't me, okay? I'm not a misogynist, and I would never use that type of language. And so I explained this to them, and I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to sound like a piece of shit. But it was honest. See, here, here's what I really wish, okay? I wish I had the physical attraction that I do to like Latinas and a stiff white bitch that I do to just like a hood black girl because me and hood black girls just get along. I don't know what it is, but whenever I actually get in a conversation with a black girl, we're just chopping. I think they just think I'm like dorky and funny. And then I think they're funny and you know, it's just like a, it's a good clash. It's a good mix personality wise, but, um, the physical attraction for me just typically isn't there. And I think it's not that I don't think that they're attractive. It's that I almost feel intimidated because I know they probably get railed by, you know, big black guys. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's an insecurity of mine, but maybe I'll end up with a black wife someday. Who knows? Um, but yeah, then they said, well, I hope you get some crack. It's like, what? Some crack. I'm not, I don't smoke crack. She's like, no, that means get it crack. Like get, and I say, wait, so that means that is term for having sex. And then they go, yes, that is term for having sex. And I say, okay, so do I say, do I get some crack or do I get crack? And she says, nah, you get crack. I say, all right, thanks, shouty. And that's that. Uh, but yeah, they were cool. So shout out to them. Um, oh, but then one of them, right? One of them. Uh, Milan was like, has anybody ever told, she's like, you a narcissist, ain't you? And I was like, what? She's like, I can see it in your eyes. You a narcissist. I was like, no, I think you're stereotyping. I think you just think that all white people are evil. But then she started asking me a bunch of questions. She's like, well, I'm a narcissist. I see it in you. And I was like, all right, girl. Well, uh, yeah. And then her mom called her. She's like, oh, we should get married. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's make a nice little uh, mulatto narcissist baby. And then, <laughs> of course, my voice would crack right there. Um, and then her mother called, and then I answered the phone. And I was like, what's up, Ma? 
And she's like, who, who's this? I said, oh, I'm just chilling with Milan, blah, 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 how you doing? And then uh, she wasn't very talkative, so I hand the phone back. The mom goes, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a white guy. And yeah, and I thought about how reverse that was. Like if I were to hand my phone, <laughs> if I were to hand my phone over and they're talking to my mom, and I take it back, I was like, oh yeah, it's a black person. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that shit's funny, dude. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it was a great time. And uh, one thing I learned while I was in Mexico, okay, and this, you know, sometimes when you just got to face the music, you just got to face the music and deal with reality. And Latinas never like me. I, I think I like Latinas so much because Latinas never like me. The stiff white girls always like me. Black girls like me. Asian girls love me. The Latinas never like me. And I think that's why I'm all like, oh, you know, far right Latina, blah, blah, blah. Because I usually can't crack the Latinas. I don't know what they're, I think they need, they either need something way richer or something way more dangerous. You know what I mean? I don't think they're into the whole funny guy thing. They either want to just be fucking railed by a drug lord or taken care of by some rich white man. And I'm not a rich white man yet, you know? And so uh, I think you, like I went up to this girl during the wedding, like she was just beautiful. And, uh, but then again too, I think my friends, like I hate, I hate, hate, hate being set up or, you know, and someone's like, oh, let me wing. I don't need a wingman. It's not like anybody drastically did that here, but just in general, in general terms, I do not need a fucking wingman. It is a very, very, very rare case, guy friends of mine, guys in general, that you can talk better than I can. There's everything else, there's a very good chance you are better than me, but you do not talk better than I do. I do not need a wingman. You are only going to bring me down, okay? I appreciate it, but it literally just ruins it for me and the women can pick up on it. They go, oh, why does this guy need his friends talking for him? I especially don't need that, okay? It's bad. Wingman thing doesn't work. Now, wing woman, if you got a homegirl that's vouching for you, that's where it's at because women trust other women as they should. They should not trust men because we are all dirt. And if you're denying that, whatever, dude, you're just not coming to grips with your own your own. Uh, Biology, we're all dirt on a certain level, okay? But um, yeah, dude, I, I, you know, I, I can get crack, I can get crack with a stiff white beer, with a petite, nice little Asian beer, with a black beer, but the Latinas, they, uh, they just usually don't, you know, they do it for me, but I don't do it for them, so uh, maybe that's just not going to uh, work out. But that's okay, dude. That's okay, so we can get. We can get crack. We can get crack in many other areas. Um, one thing you see. So when I was in Mexico at the wedding, it, you know, resorts, warm places, all inclusive resorts, kind of attract fat Americans. You know what I'm saying? Fat American. If you go on cruise ships and all inclusive resorts and foreign places, because it's kind of a lazy way to travel, unless there is an event like a wedding or something like that where you need to congregate with a lot of people. Those forms of traveling are very lazy and the people that are lazy are usually fat white Americans, okay? And I had this thought. I just saw, I mean, I, I know this is mean, but do you ever just look at somebody? You know, you ever just look at somebody and go like, who came together and fucked to make that thing? You know what I mean? Like, aren't you supposed to be, 
You know, if we kind of look like our parents, right? If we kind of look on our parents and people procreate based on attraction, you ever just look at somebody and just, I'm not trying to sound mean, but you just go, who the fuck got together and their things made that thing? Is that fucked up? I mean, just think that next time. Next time you see just a really, really, really ugly person, uh, I bet you you will think about that. I bet you in your head, you will say, who fucked to make that thing? And you'll think of me. You will think of your good old pal, your good old pal Flacco. Flacco is my drunk alter ego, by the way. Um, that's when I, when I moved to Southern America to get away from all you fat white people where I can't distinguish who came together to fuck to make you. When I finally go to South America to get away from you, I'm just, my name is just Flacco. That's just what I go by. And uh, I won't even have to be drunk at that point. So, yeah. What do we got in our, uh, what do we have in our, oh, dude, you know what I want to be? I want to be a Mexican DJ because I feel like it's the easiest job in the world because they only listen to five songs. It doesn't matter where you step foot around any Hispanic people. At some point you'll hear, oi, 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 and na 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 oi, 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 however that song goes. And uh, then the other four that sound similar. Or you might hear the himba, hmm, give me the rumba, ha. Oh. You might hear that one. Um, but yeah, being a Mexican, I swear. So we went to, we went to the wedding ceremony, which was beautiful and awesome and fun. And, uh, then the music came on, then the dancing came on. And it was like the, and then there's one song with the tapping bongo. It's like, boom, da, da, boom, da, boom, da, da, boom da. it's like all it does. Somebody's going, it's like the cowbell, like somebody beating on a coconut. It's like the cowbell of the Hispanic world. And so everybody was dancing to uh, the Hispanic music and I just, I don't understand for a culture of such beautiful, kind, like talented people, how bad Hispanic music is. I just can't wrap my head around it. Uh, like everything is so, the people are so attractive, the people are so fun, the food is so good, the alcohol goes down so good. But then they start playing their music and it's just, oi, 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 or, like I need, I need white people's safety with Latin culture, with black people music. That would be my perfect everything. If I could create that world, if I could go establish my own, you know how like the Jews went and established Israel? Uh, that would be, that would be a uh, Flacco town would be, white people laws, Hispanic culture with black people music. Yeah. So we're at the wedding dancing, you know, I was trying to like, boom, da, da, boom, da, boom, da, da, boom. You know, I was trying to step with it. But then after a while, uh, my knees, my knees started to hurt. That's how you know you're getting old. My knees started to hurt from the Mexican music. And I was like, dude, I need to like, I need to hear some 808s or something. Then there was another wedding going on down the beach. So I walked down the beach, shirt open, chains hanging out. And uh, I walked in and then within like three seconds, like, oh, senor, uh, sorry, this is wedding reception, por favor, you must fuck off. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna make a scene at somebody's wedding. But then Gio, he had an uncle, actually I think it was Alex's uncle, I forget his name, fucking hilarious, just like this older Mexican guy. He was hanging out with us 
like all day the day before, just like, and he was already fucked up. Then he would just go shot for shot with us. You know, this guy's got 20 years on us and he's just getting drunk. He's just drinking with us. And you can't even tell that he's drink. He must be able to put him away. And he was just funny as fuck, you know? But then, so the next day I see him at the pool again. And then he's like, yo, I, I heard you tried to, I heard you, but he had a real thick accent, you know, but I don't want to like mock making, try to like imitate him and make, sounds like some, I'm making fun of him. But he was like, I heard you try to go to the wedding. I was like, oh yeah, I, I got kicked out instantly. He's like, oh, I went in, started making a plate. He said, you here for the wedding? I said, yeah, I'm here for the wedding. It might not have been that wedding, but I'm here for the wedding. I started making tacos, go dance. And the reason I wanted to go dance is because they were playing Boosie. I heard him play Lil Boosie and I thought, I want to go, uh, I want to go wipe me down. I'm done with and getting rich. I went up to this Latina on the dance floor. I was just like, hey, what's your name? And she just went, mm, mm. She's like, she didn't even say anything. She shut me down so brutally. I don't think I've ever been shut down that brutal. But then again, you know, she was surrounded by her family. And I mean, she could have been fucking 17 for all I know. But uh, yeah. And so then I was respectful. I went, okay. And I just walked away and I went, oi, 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 by myself. And I tried to go listen to Boosie and nobody was having it. Dude, on my flight back, uh, on my flight back, there was, if you saw my Instagram story, you saw the feet that I posted, but it was the only other white guy on my whole entire plane was sitting in front of me and he put his feet up on the wall in front of him. So we sat right behind first class and he had, he was on the seat behind the divider wall and he had his fucking chunked up feet with his messed up screw nails on the wall. So I'm like, at first I'm making a joke like, oh dude, these Mexicans are tripping. Then I realize he's the only white, which by the way, the Mexican, the Mexico city airport, if you don't speak a lick of Spanish, good luck, bro. That place, not everything over the intercom is in Spanish. All the writings in Spanish. The place is confusing as fuck. And then I tried to go get a Subway sandwich and she couldn't speak any English. And I was like, Subway melt. She's like, oh, but a bit and I say, I'm sorry, uh, zero Espanol. She's like, okay, well, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, uh, Subway melt, foot long, Italian. And uh, yeah, it didn't go well. And then uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, this dumb fucking white guy, dude. And I felt so bad for the Mexican dude sitting next to him because the dumb white guy, he literally talked. So it was like a two hour flight from Mexico City to, to San Antonio. And this poor guy was just having his ear just jabbered off by this dude for two hours with, with his feet hanging out. He's just talking about surfing and uh, just everything, dude. He just wouldn't shut up. Worst person, honestly, he may have been the most annoying. Oh God, my skin's all dry. It's probably hella gross on camera. He was the most annoying person ever. I don't say that lightly. Like I've known some pretty fucking annoying people in my life, but he was... I, I wanted, I wish I had an extra pair of headphones so could I just could have just given them to the guy sitting next to him. Um, I don't know how he didn't tell him to shut the fuck up. I have no idea. But yeah, I was falling apart. Anyway, should we wrap it up here? Uh, let's go a little bit longer because yesterday there was no episode. Uh, I'm kind of getting tired of Andrew Tate. And when I say I'm getting tired of Andrew Tate, it's not like I have any sort of personal problem with him. I'm just starting to more and more see through his bullshit. 
Um, at first, I think they really came out and treated him very unfairly based off the good things that he was saying about men. But I mean, the fact of the matter is he did brag. So he came out and he was bragging about ripping people off, right? Which I don't feel bad for the people that he ripped off, but he's literally sitting there bragging about ripping people off, pretending to be a woman on a keyboard and taking people's life savings. And then five minutes later, he's plugging his Hustlers University and shit like that. So he's obviously not against ripping people off. He's a scam artist, right? By nature. And then he wants to plug his course. Like you're sitting in one interview talking about ripping people off, then you plug your course at the end of it, okay? But that's beyond the point. I'm still, you know, still kind of neutral. But then today he, he tweeted something. Let me read you the tweet. He said, uh, where is it? Sorry, sorry. He says, I reverted to Islam when life was going perfectly for me. Hundreds of millions, healthy children. Then life got harder. The matrix attacked me and my beliefs were used against me endlessly. Life would have been easier if I was not Muslim, but my heart feels blah, blah, blah. So he's basically saying that because he converted to Islam, that that is why the matrix was coming after him. When that is complete bullshit, he was drinking and partying and swindling people. And then based off the misogynistic things that the people in the West, right? So he was already big in the UK and the Middle East and shit like that. But then when he blew up in the West, you know, in the hyper-feminism cultures, and they started really coming for him, and then the powers that be started shutting down his bank accounts and nuking him off the social media sites, and uh, the legal systems were coming to him for his, like, human trafficking lover boy shit. Then he decides, well, if I'm a Muslim, uh, they a lot of these things that I'm doing, a lot of the, quote, misogynistic things, that's just part of... Uh, Sharia law. So if I'm a Muslim, they can't, that'd be religious persecution if they come after me for my beliefs. So now he's talking about how like, oh, they're coming after me because I'm Muslim. No, dude, you being a Muslim is taking a lot of heat off you because people can't persecute you for being, for having Islamic beliefs. That's an afterthought because he's smart. That's a good thing about being full of shit, you guys. When you're full of shit, you recognize other people full of shit. And I tell you what, Andrew Tate is full of shit. He's very smart. And the thing about smart people is they think everybody else is stupid. They're so used to being smarter than everybody around them and kind of like moving the chess pieces that they think everybody else is dumb. And uh, that's kind of the, the, the flaw in the really smart person's thing. That, But anyways, yeah, I still fucks with the top G, but that type of shit is just funny to me, I guess. It's funny behavior. I wouldn't necessarily trust them, I don't think. But that doesn't matter. Uh, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Y'all have yourselves a beautiful weekend and uh, tell somebody about the podcast. Appreciate y'all. We out.